0: okay we are live welcome Danny anyone who's on welcome to those of you that are watching the recorded version of this and welcome adam hi everybody thanks for having me it's been one of those
1: weeks where literally um my life this week is probably the fastest week that i've ever had 12 hour days of just non so i'm happy that i have things to do i would rather be busy than not busy but you know, sometimes we have those weeks where it's like you you do it to yourself. There's no one to blame but yourself. But yeah, it's been one of those. But I feel good, and uh, I'm excited to do this live because we talked about just a couple of days ago. Rex and I went on and did a live. A lot of you probably didn't see it or even know that we did it. It was just uh, just spur of the moment because of what happened with the the trial stuff. So, um, thank you for having me.
0: That's all I can say right now, Rex. <laughs> And thank you for being at, I'm Glad you're yes. working half days. Yes. Uh, probably good for you. Yeah. I want to start off just with an exchange. We asked in our last podcast for people to, in fact, I begged for people to tell us what they're getting out of this or what they need to get out of this, especially the people that don't usually comment, because we know there are far more people that don't comment. And. That's not a bad thing, we aren't shaming those people. Some people, as people said when they did comment, hey, I just listened to you to and from work, or they don't have a way to get on the comments on YouTube. And so, um, some of those people responded on our email, Adam at gmail.com. And let me say, we got probably a dozen emails and probably, oh, about 20 comments. So, there's room for a lot of people to comment that uh, we estimate there, there are more than a thousand people that have never commented. Um, and I'm, I'm not disappointed, I would like to hear from more, but I am grateful for the ones that put in the extra effort and did comment. So thank you, thank you for that and thank you for those comments. And in doing that also, first thing I thought, Adam, was Why did I ask for more comments? Because then people are so generous and they share their stories, many of which are tragic and bring me to tears and then other people are just so kind and they're sharing their support and love and sympathy and that brings me to tears. How does a body create that many tears? It's just I, I want to be in a room when you just start bawling and you can't stop bawling.
1: I just want to see the tears come out because it's good. Th- it's probably good therapy for you
0: to, to cry and release all that. It, it probably is. And I'll tell you, come on over every Memorial Day. One of our traditions on Memorial Day is to watch Saving Private Ryan. And the last scene in the cemetery there, I am bawling like a baby. Every time. In fact, it starts earlier every year where I start start crying at that scene. So it's not like
1: I never cry. So you ask for comments, and then the comments you're getting is you're crying. Be- two different reasons you're crying with the comments. They're too kind and too nice, and the other ones are, oh, they had such a tragic life. And so, yeah. And it's, I, just, I, it's just
0: heartbreaking, some of the tragedies yeah. that happen. And all of us have tragedy. We know that. None of us is spared, but we're all blessed, so we get both of those dynamics in the comments. But I want to uh, point out and, and highlight one of the exchanges because even this week when, when I spent more time trying to get back and find questions we haven't answered, etc., there are more good grief. I only got back about two weeks, and Adam, we've been doing this a few months yeah uh, we just we just can't get to them all and i want to because i want to honor the time that you people have put in to ask us the questions and it's frustrating to me when i don't get to them and don't answer you and i don't want you to feel like we don't care that we didn't hear it or, or that we're ignoring you we only ignore you when you're mean or you bash you know you're bashing something that we love but other than that we don't ignore you we just can't get to them all so I'm grateful when some of you answer and give answers for us. For example, just the other day, um, Corrine Winter said, I'd like to hear from you, Adam, about your feeling towards your brother, Alex, and what you believe. I'm an evidence girl. She said there's zero physical evidence. And she went on great question on her part. But then it helped that um, at thinks I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. She made a comment. What'd she say? Helped us out, and respondent said, "So I guess you missed this. Alex's latent fingerprint from his pinky and palm from his right hand matched prints left on a black plastic bag wrapped around JJ." My point in bringing that up is, here's Corinne asking a valid valid question that I didn't see till this morning, but. the other optimist helped us out and gave an answer that we i didn't know that about the fingerprints i'd forgotten that i was in court when that came out but i'd forgotten that so yeah so thank you for that exchange and thank you for being a community answering each other supporting each other caring for each other which, by the
1: way, we've been doing the live now for six minutes, so if there's anybody watching this live that wants to ask us questions for the next hour, you can go on YouTube and, and send us your questions. And Rex and I, during a live, will answer as many questions as we can, depending on what your questions are. We'll try to get to as many as we can. We have Anna, who's our moderator, who will be putting the questions up for us so we can read those for you but we are going to start with a few uh, right off the bat that came through in comments that people wanted to ask us to know, you know, whatever their, their, their questions are. So,
0: and Rex, you have those, don't you? Um, You know, Anna, I don't have the usual heading at the top that tells me um, that you have highlighted some, but I did notice this one here because I don't know this is Ms. Waggy dog or oh, get yeah. swaggy dog swaggy i i to say swaggy dog yeah it's got to be swaggy dog that's a cool name she's up at 2 a.m in australia um listening to us They're feeling comforted to be around virtual friends so so welcome to australia we didn't expect to catch the australians live because it is 2 a.m there so glad you're representing there donna acid will think we'll ever come to the east coast Yes, we don't have definite plans, but uh, since I travel a lot with business and we do our mean greets by just by circumstance, you know, when we're going to be somewhere anyway. Um, that could that could easily happen so I, I but i like how she says east coast so think about this
1: we have people asking us to go to north carolina we have people asking us to go to new jersey to uh, florida like all these different places um if but the east coast is like if we go to one place that means all of you are going to have to go to wherever wherever that is on the east coast and that might be a great trip for you but uh yeah if we can't we definitely at some point will
0: now, when you gr- have grown up in the West, like Adam and I have, you tend to think of everything east of the Mississippi is in the neighborhood. So we're thinking hey, if we have a meet and greet this one place, everyone's you know close enough to come to it. Yeah, no, that's not a reality. That's just <laughs> a warped way of our thinking. But um, no. my youngest daughter, whose birthday is this week, um, you know, she's there in Delaware, so I'm sure I'll be there sometime pretty soon because uh, I get out. I get out to see the G kids every chance, I guess. Yes, we'll we'll be out there. That's one state I've never been to is Delaware. Delaware? Mm-hmm. Go- never been. hmm Okay. And Anna asks, or own Nana, how are you two feeling now after watching Chad? I never I didn't watch Chad. I didn't I didn't watch
1: any of that. Uh I got information from people who sent me information, as you know. I don't, I don't really you know, spend my life following this case only because I lived it and pretty much I feel like I know all that I need to know. Um, and there's some things I probably want to know too that I haven't found out what we, we may or may end up finding out in court. But, um, you know, just the the whole thing where Chad's lawyer was trying to get out of it after he took Chad's money. I don't even know how it went down, but he was ordered that he has to defend him. And now the trial is going to happen. I would much rather have the, even though I don't want trials to happen, just because I think Lori and Chad should just both go to jail and they should both plead you know, guilty. Um, But since that's not the case, I'd much rather have that trial go down sooner than later instead of constantly waiting it out. But then again, constantly waiting it out, then you don't have to think about it if it's going to be two years from now for a while. And it's a double-edged sword for me. What about you, Rex?
0: Well, let me, let, me uh, let you continue on that, because this bleeds into two questions that were in our, our email. One of them asking, if we had the chance to meet Chad, would we take it, and how would we start that? I probably wouldn't take it. I don't have anything to talk with him about. I don't expect with anyone that's involved, including some family members, that I'm going to hear any different anything different from the case. So I'd speak with those family members, because they're family members, and we talk about what Samling normally does but as far as t- talking with chad i don't have i don't have any reason that i'd want to talk to him. what about you
1: adam um i don't know i think uh i mean like you said i've never met him i don't know him uh, i know he's part of the reason that our life has been turned upside down um what would i say to him or what would we even try to talk about like i don't even i don't even think i'd even want to do that so i'm gonna i'm gonna be with you on that rex i don't think i would want to you know even be in the same room with him to be honest with you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: and i'm trying to find the other question that that tied into that while i'm looking for it um kathy asked which episodes which episode was Denise on? Denise was on both episodes, twenty-four and twenty-five. Excuse me; those are both in December. Um, let's see. I'll have to find that. Uh, the other question soon. I can't remember it well enough offhand. Let's let's address this one though, Adam. Okay. L- um, Lucy, Lucy, the Bengal. I don't know that means she's from Cincinnati or just, uh, you know, um, she asks, do either of us think Lori physically participated in the murders of her children? Hmm.
1: I I've been asked that. I've been asked that question a lot and, you know, nothing would surprise me. Um, I feel, I don't feel like Lori was there um that's my own personal gut feeling and i i could be completely wrong about that but i feel like you know as rex and i were talking about alex's pings and then him and chad were burying uh supposedly or he chad told his wife at the time he was burying uh, a big raccoon and alex was on his property i feel like like alex and chad did all everything and Lori didn't Laurie wasn't even around, I don't think, when that happened. But I could be completely wrong. That's just what my gut tells me from, from what I know.
0: Yeah, and I um, have a slightly different view on that because, first of all, after sitting in the trial, hearing what actually happened to the kids, I realized the way I wished it happened didn't happen. And it, that was a shift in perspective for me. It's dark information. I didn't want that information, but I happened to be there for it. And so now, um, now, my perspective is, nothing would surprise me. I would like to think she wasn't involved, but it wouldn't surprise me. And especially if, as some, there are some indication, no evidence, but some indication that the murders may have been ritualistic. In that case, all bets are off. Anything could have gone on, okay? So Kelly's creative dream helped us out. She has a comment. Wasn't a hair found on the duct tape on JJ? Yes, one of Lori's hairs was found there. So an indicator that she may have may have been there, not conclusive evidence, but there's a co-evidence. Um, so I'm just going to be set for whenever... Um, we have evidence. I'll go, go with the evidence. Yeah, me too. Um, but I can't, I can't exclude the possibility. I wish it weren't like that, but what I wish happened obviously didn't happen. So, right. um, you can't go with that. Um, let, let's do this one. That's, that's, uh, popped up here from Lynn it says, Adam, is there anything you would like to share on how you are rebuilding your familial relationships? there's a lot of positive going on there i'll tell you
1: yeah um you know with my family um there's still some hesitation i think from everybody um but as far as trying to rebuild you know i and i I mentioned this before i'm somebody who has to forgive uh otherwise all that hate or, or or upset will just eat me alive if i hold in the grudge so I have chosen to forgive everybody and and move forward. And it's been, there's been a lot of positive things. Uh, I know, uh, at least with my mom and dad and my sister, we're, we're trying to rebuild our relationship, which um, I, that I, I really feel like I need that. And there's other members of my immediate fam, my family that don't want to talk to anybody in my family after what they did and and all that. So, and I respect that too, cause that's how they want to handle it. And I said, I feel like everybody has the right to feel how they want to feel or handle the situation that they feel the most comfortable handling it. But it does cause a, a little bit of a rift with some members of the family not wanting to talk to other members of the family, and then some members of the family uh, are okay with that or want want to have that com- communication, but the other members don't want that communication, and then I'm kind of stuck in the middle because I don't know, do I talk to them about what's going on with them or do I not talk about that, what's going on with them? So I'm kind of in a, in a hard, in, a, in between place, um, and it feels uncomfortable with that so that that part of it is a struggle but i guess as like greg said it's like one of those things that we're trying to make it i'm trying to make it work i want to i want to make it work but i just don't know how to get everybody on the same page
0: if that's ever even going to happen and layton you didn't ask for my input there i recognize but i want to add a little bit to the family story because i talked with janice yesterday and usually we don't bring up you know, certain family members, Janice doesn't want us talking about her, but I'll talk about my relationship with her. It's a, it's a positive life, so I don't mind doing that. Janice and I have always been close my entire life. She's the oldest. I'm the youngest sibling. For some reason, we've always been close. Part of that is, you know, we lived around each other until I went away to college. And uh, But we had a conversation yesterday, and it's a tough conversation. Janice doesn't agree with everything everything Adam and I say. And I love that I have still enough relationship with her that she can express that to me and she can express what it is and it's not easy to hear and we can talk about it and I can explain a little bit more of why I am the way I am or why I say certain things. So I love having enough of a relationship and a good enough relationship. We're still close. Yes, there's a shift with all of this going on and the fact that we don't agree on everything, but it doesn't change the fact that we still have a relationship, still love each other, um, can still talk about everything else and we can talk about these difficult things. So um, there are some definitely positive, um, positive growth and positive um, progress. in in the family relationships, I think. And um, right along with that, um, Dr. Lynn Faith, great supporter, she has great insight herself and shares it with us from time to time. But she asks if we think that Laura will ever admit to what she did or do we think... well, Let me put it up on the screen. Do we think her delusion will remain with her throughout her life? My bet is that the delusion remains with her, that she will not ever publicly admit it. I don't know what's going on inside. I don't think she'll publicly ever admit it. Do you, Adam? No, I think she's I think she's
1: always going to have this whatever she's in. And think about it. If you come out of that and you realize what you've done and- all that i mean that's enough that would be enough to to kill yourself right if you come out of that so i think a survival mode and i'm not a neurologist or a psychiatrist i don't know how the brain works but it might i think that's logical to me to think the on those lines so yeah i don't think that we're ever gonna know what uh, what she really thinks, or how she is, or what her state is, or if she's ever going to change and go back to normal and be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I did these things. I can't believe I got duped."
0: Or I don't ever think we're going to hear that. Here's a beautiful thought on the screen from Hanley. Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing names right. From South Africa, want to thank you for sharing your healing journey with us. It helps me to see God's presence. <clears throat> In all our hearts. Sorry, didn't expect to get emotional over that, but there it is. I love
1: it. And one of the great great things about, you know, our optimist and people who watch our podcast and they, the majority, I would say, you know, a lot of people are feeling just like she feels. Like when you can talk about things and be open about your life and we all have tragedies, we're all embarrassed about sports parts of our people in our family we there's people who have cut people off in their family because they're toxic and all that so we all have so much stuff in common and i think that's our common ground is is tragedy which is it's terrible to say but we all have to experience tragedy in this world it's just part of all that going but as we're doing it we're all learning to find silver linings and. You know God's presence in everybody's life, and you can see certain things and uh, His help in in things like that too. So I know Rex and I don't get religious on this show or talk about politics or anything like that, but there are certain little things that I think are general things
0: that most of you uh, feel or agree with. So Adam, this one's for you, and then I'll have something to say about it afterwards. Okay. Danielle Luby says, how does your sister, Summer, feel about her jail call to Lori being public? Not only public, I'll point out, played in court with Summer sitting there and then having to address the the questions and the cross-examination after that. Adam, how do you... How does... Well, I, I, I
1: can't speak for Summer, but I, I know that Summer's been through hell. Like she has been um just beaten up beyond beaten up through all this i mean it it was all a shock to her everything was hit her like a ton of bricks and um and summer was the closest to lori because they did everything together they grew up together they were the two are my two younger sisters they they had a bond together and then lived in arizona together and got together on the weekends with their kids and just you know they had that special thing and so for one of the sisters to go off the deep end and the other sister wanting to believe for a while like well she i'm still supporting her and i still she hasn't done anything and i don't see this and then knowing that after the fact and all of that stuff happened it's just it's just ripped her uh inside out upside down and so you know She's, I think, like, again, like my mom and dad, she, I'm, she's lucky to get out of bed every day after the emotional beating that she's taken. So um, I, I don't know how she felt about her thing being played. I know a lot of people have talked about that because at some point, some people were like, oh, well, summer's in on it. And and then they heard that phone call. And then all the all the people that thought that Eliminated it immediately. So I guess it could, for me, I'm glad that that was public just so people could understand a little tiny glimpse of what's going on with Summer. And I don't want to talk about Summer or, uh, you know, what she feels. So I don't know that. But these are just what I think that she, you know, is going through.
0: And I'll add an observation. Um, my three daughters and I were in court that day. This wasn't planned. They just, my three daughters got on the plane, and Summer and Jeff were there on the plane, and came up, and that's when Summer was there. Is that I believe she she was. Uh, they played the call the second day we were in court. I cannot imagine. I don't know where Summer got that much strength. She was so incredible to sit there and listen to it again, and then address the questions i don't know where you get that kind of strength yeah it was remarkable yeah so yeah um i
1: don't know how she feels about it uh that being aired in public um i haven't talked to her about it we haven't haven't never asked her that question and um so i have no idea
0: so adam how about you and i were we as close before as we are now i think we've always been close Right.
1: yeah I, I think so Rex and that Rex is always been, you know re, me and Rex always growing up uh, you know we played basketball every time we got together we did stuff together um, just super close always laughed, made fun just all that but you know during during the time where my family had cut me off and Rex you know is like I am we don't cut anybody off we want to hear what everybody has to say we like to gather information. So I'm sure Rex was hearing things uh, from my mom or or dad or sister or whoever during that time, of what their side was, and he'd always call me to get my side, which I appreciated because I felt like I was like nobody like some of my other aunts and uncles would would do what my mom said and just you know have nothing to do with me. So when Rex would call me and just be like, "Okay, what's what's going on? What do you think?" And then when I would tell him what I think, and I would be so passionate about what I was telling him, he's like. I, I feel the same way I believe you and so
0: yeah we have become a lot closer Rex and I have yeah, and we get to talk more And while you're here we got to play some hoops and um, yeah that just is all good all positive
1: why is this all turning emotional this is supposed to be a fun live okay. and here we are getting emotional you, you just want questions about pickleball do i i mean i can answer pickleball questions even though i've been 12 hours a day for pickleball for this last week i may i may take a day off of pickleball
0: let's see here i I didn't get all this are there any developments in you guys partnering with lauren and john um no new developments we are going to partner with them i have on my list to get a hold of lauren um this week about that so we'll we'll keep you posted on that we look forward to that they're great people love the work they're doing i don't listen to every minute because there just aren't enough minutes in the day but if i had more time i've listened more to them i think they're very right and you know me i don't i don't listen at all but the time i've had with
1: them when we interviewed with them and stuff i enjoyed our time with them and our discussion with them so um and at some point rex and i may go to las vegas where they are and, and do a duel where. We're doing this live right now, and they'll be on doing theirs live at the same time. So it'll be a simulcast live where we can just you know have conversations back and forth live on their podcast, YouTube channel and our YouTube channel. So that might be something very interesting. I've never we've never done anything like that before, but I think it would be interesting to see what the questions come in and and all these things. I think it might double the, you know curiosity with any kind of questions actually. I mean, Rex and I won't be able to answer any true crime questions, but we'll be able to at least input on in the questions
0: that people throw at us. Yeah, Kelly has a valid question. I don't know if we have an answer, Adam. Yeah. Okay, I've heard before the girls were close. Do you know if she tried to convince Summer to be part of the chosen? Um, um I well, Lori, I think, at some point tried to convince
1: everybody. When I say convince, um, hey, uh, there's a new there's a book you need to read. Hey, there's a podcast you need to listen to. Hey, there's a a meeting uh, that you should go to. Um, and I'm not saying that all those things were, you know, this cult or whatever it is, but little things like that. And um, so I'm sure Lori tried to recruit, you know, I feel like she tried to recruit me, but I never gave her the time of day for it. And i don't think summer did either or my mom alex on the other hand bought all in so you know when you start doing that to everybody and i'm not sure what other family members bought all in or were some curious about it or you know and braxton talked about that when he was on our cousin and he's he's the one that got Lori into this this book and then all these things but braxton didn't go off the deep end like laurie did so i just feel like um As far as trying to recruit, I don't know what. And again, I'm not so, I don't know the whole plan. I just heard like, oh, well, Lori, Chad are gonna be the head of the 144,000. I don't even know where that came from, but that's what I've always gone with because that's what made sense to me after somebody had mentioned that. So I guess you would have to recruit, see who would believe you or not. So I think with Lori, she would bring it up. And if you like said, oh, that's silly or that's ridiculous she probably would never bring it up again but if you showed any kind of interest to it uh, oh well that's an interesting thought then she might continue to uh go down that road and try to convince you
0: I right i'm noticing in the comments kimberly and Lindsay are starting to get into a little a little discussion there back and forth so come on girls am i gonna have to step in and send you to your quarters wait are they Lindsay and, and kimberly are fighting we just what happened yeah well that it's something over dad jokes, and Kimberly Uh-oh. would threaten to start telling dad jokes. And Oh, gotcha. Okay. Good
1: thing. I don't see any comments, so I have no idea. I just go with what you guys, you asked me.
0: Here's a here's a follow-on to that, just positive comment about Summer, because we know Summer listens from time to time, so I'd love to point out there's so much positive about Summer. I'd love to point it out when we the yeah. chance Summer not falling for more we speak a test or a strength and be able to think for herself summer is definitely a strong woman and can definitely think for herself we love that about some yeah uh dad jokes smackdown
1: oh no okay i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> i don't know jokes you know i just i don't know i'm not good with jokes I try to be funny without jokes. That, that usually fails, but.
0: Here, here's a thought-provoking question to which I don't have the answer from Nessie. Does trauma equal tragedy or tragedy equal trauma? I feel they're separate. They probably are. I have never put any thought into that. Have you, Adam? Does trauma and tragedy, uh,
1: tra- tragedy or tra- trauma? Or they feel they're separate. Tragedy and trauma. Gosh um (laughs) this can be challenging i'm just really trying to put my mind on the difference between tragedy and trauma um yeah i guess i guess it does i think i think they go i think they're cousins at the least they're they're related so they are definitely related uh trauma and tragedy
0: um we said well we'll addressing thing again when We've been talking a lot about family members on this this live and yeah. we don't don't usually, especially those who have said they don't want us to talk a lot about him, but you want to comment on Barry, they just cause they never hear much about him.
1: Yeah. So even as a kid growing up, you know, my dad wanted me to tell everybody if anybody came to the door looking for my dad, he said for me to tell him, My dad is a enigma. He does not exist it's <laughs> so he stays my dad's always stayed out of any kind of uh public stuff and uh, even though he has a ton of opinions and he loves to talk when you're in front of him he loves to give you everything but um yeah he with this whole thing you know and my dad I don't even know where to even start with with my dad but um he uh <laughs> having to have to bury all these kids um at an early age i mean we had a we had a sister died she was six months old then we had stacy die when she was 30 or 31 um and so and then now alex is dead and you know so you know i don't i don't have any children that have passed i have one son and i would couldn't even imagine what i would feel like if if he died so um with that being said um, I think my dad's okay. He gets up every day and goes to the gym. Him and my mom uh, you know, have to deal with this every single day of their lives. So again, um, I think he's okay. Um, but you know, it's got it's definitely hard on everybody, including him. But he just doesn't want to, you know, get into the limelight.
0: I get that. Couple questions from our um, my Rex and Adam at Gmail. This is from I'm going to say, tell us, T-L-I-S, ninety four ninety five, ninety five. I f and I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. okay. And you'll see why. I follow your podcast, mostly because you are not professionals. <laughs> I like the concept of real people muddling through life and just figuring things out as you go. That's definitely us. Yeah. Your efforts to help not only yourselves, but others are admirable. So, as weird as it might sound, I like the fact that no one is really driving the bus, and you guys are figuring out your own healing along with the rest of us. I always manage to find a hidden gem that helps me along in my own journey, no matter how unprofessional others may think the production is. To be honest, I think I actually prefer those podcasts or the ones with a so-called professional appearance as a guest. I'll, I'll put a quick pause in here. Someone that was consulting us at the ver- very beginning, Adam, um, Said, Rex, yeah, listening to your podcast it is fine, but you need to be more scripted. You need to write out scripts so you're covering things of substance, etc." cetera. Obviously, you and I didn't listen to that <laughs> to that advice.
1: We went opposite.
0: <laughs> He's uh, carrying on this comment. I admire both of you greatly for taking responsibility for your own healing and finding your way towards what you need and opening pathways for others to do the same. That is descriptive. We we are trying to find our own healing, what works best for us. And that's the only advice we give to anyone else about healing. I think that's why I also enjoyed your book so much. As as for Patreon, I'm not a fan. We love input on Patreon, whether it's to tell us, hey, I'm not gonna follow it, or yes, I'm gonna follow it. We know it will be fewer people. We're just concerned about getting the people that do choose to join Patreon when we start it. By the way, we're hoping to begin it by the beginning of February, but more to come on that. Um, We just hope to have the added value on that. Good luck with this endeavor, and I will keep following as long as you stay real and don't become like so many who claim to have answers to all the world's problems. (laughs) We we don't have the answers? (laughs) We can definitely promise we won't have the answers to even our own problems, much less yours, so oh, i can't figure out my
1: life but i can definitely figure out your life tell me what's going on and let's get through <laughs> this i can i'll give you all the professional help
0: you need yeah great <laughs> so i that's why i wanted to read the whole thing because i think I love it
1: yeah, yeah by the great. way if you want to make a comment uh here's a couple ways uh, you can email us it's rex and gmail.com you can always send an email um, you can go on youtube and make comments on all of our videos we i, I try to check those the facebook group is uh Tylee and jj's silver lining podcast community if you're on facebook you just type that in and the search comes up and you just submit that you want to be part of it kimberly will then accept you in uh we're growing on i think we're at 1100 or getting close to 1100 members on um the facebook group which by the way every day is something inspirational that you can pull from this group which is a great thing um and so and you know rex and i we want to be ex you know i don't even know the word for it we want to be able to be here for whoever needs us and so that's why we do these podcasts and that's why you know we wrote that book i just i feel like the book And we haven't really talked much about the book in a while, but our audio book is coming out. I did get the email from our publicist, which means there's a lot of work I think I got to do. And I've been so busy, but at some point, the audio book is going to come out. um, And um, our book is out now. It's called Lori's Lies and Family Ties. And I think there's some things in that book that people can take away from that will help them in their own lives. I'm not saying it's a great book or, but I feel like there's a few things that, at least from my perspective, may help you with your own family dynamics.
0: And thank you, those of you that have written Amazon reviews for that. And for anyone who has not, and they have good things to say about the book, please, we still need reviews for that. So thank you for For those of you that have written, I I went on and read Sun Today, and people are very generous, as they they always are, and uh, we appreciate that. Okay, so Maureen's idea. If there's an artist out there, can you imagine a cartoon picture with a bus full of Sun people hanging out the windows with with the word Optimus written on the side? maybe a t-shirt here's a merch idea Yeah. similar love of that running along behind the bus to... wait right. for us yeah. with a, with a little
1: caption with a circle coming out of it wait for us as we're running behind the bus so
0: right away kimberly says yes i've got this i'm on it, okay. I we am, it. yeah we love that okay another another email um I'm reading through as I go. I I wanted to comment on on something from the last live. Shady Lamps asked towards the end of the podcast, she said, "Do Rex, do you have any advice on anxiety, please? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have advice and I still don't. But Shady Lamps, I've been thinking about that ever since and coincidentally, I finished a book this week. called something like Living Great or Living a Great Life, but I'll, I'll tell you what the con... I don't recommend that particular book, but the content of it, Someone uh, the the author was explaining what the, Roman, the way the Roman Stoics lived. Now the word Stoic has a different connotation nowadays than it did back then. Nowadays when you think of someone as Stoic, you think of them as not having emotion. The Stoics originally, especially the Roman Stoics, and i know the rest of you may not want to hear this so i will so i I'm, I'm all ears i'm like i'm like well, i want to hear this i love this especially the roman stoics they they wanted tranquility out of life and their philosophy see the philosophy back then was the way you lived your life it wasn't an academic study people would get together and they had schools on different philosophies you'd go to that school to learn that way of living your life and the stoics lived their life in search of tranquility because that brought them the greatest joy. But the way they did it, they didn't ignore emotion, they just tried to deal with negative emotion in what we would call a healthy way. And from time to time, they would think about, well, what's giving me joy? And Lisa, I was talking about this with Lisa this morning as we sat in the hot tub and she said, use the hot tub example because Lisa and I love Sitting in the hot tub. That's just part of the tranquility of our life. And so, the, a Stoic, and come to find out reading this book, Lisa and I both have been living this philosophy of Stoicism, and our, we love our life. We feel our life is just um, completely tranquil. Even though there's a lot of stuff that's not good, a Stoic looks at things and says, What if I lost the hot tub? Could I still? That joy. Well, yeah, because we could sit in our tub with wat- hot water. Okay. Well, what the water, we didn't have a water heater. Okay, well, we could still sit in the tub when it was hot outside and feel good about it being cool. Well, what if you lost the tub completely? You know, and you keep going on the what ifs, they well, Well, then you die and then you're yeah. tranquil. Right. Exactly. Well, stoic does the work internally. So it's not a complete answer on how to deal with anxiety, but it sure helps. It gives a perspective on doing the internal work. So any information you can find on the Roman Stoics, especially probably the most famous was one of the emperors, uh, Marcus Aurelius. Any information you can find on that, I think will help with the internal part of that.
1: I know him from The Gladiator. That movie is amazing.
0: Close to, yeah, close to that person. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we have. Let me look at some of these starters. August Aurelius. Love that movie. Oh, as long as we're talking about movies, I want to give a movie recommendation. Do not know. Lisa and I went to the movies last night. We saw Beekeeper because we love Jason's uh, stadium. um, Yeah. And we love movies about vigilantes. This was both of those. I do not recommend this movie. (laughs) Even though we love Jason Statham. This no, the plot the plot fell apart. Well, the plot and the you know, I, I know it's action and it's not supposed to be realistic, but you know, you want Southern exotic, yeah. reality. So. I'll give you I'll give you two
1: movie things that happened to me recently. Okay. Uh I saw a movie Um Boys in the Boat. Fantastic movie. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It's about a rowing team and the things you learn about that, about people's Talk about judging a book by its cover, knowing where somebody comes from and how they got there and the effort that this one kid put in. I loved it. The movie that I went to go see with my son is called The Iron Claw, which he said was a wrestling movie. Turns out about this family that is a cursed family. This is a true story. And, you know, all the brothers and sisters die, basically. Uh, All the brothers die in this movie, pretty much. And, or have something tragic happen to where they're cursed. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking about my family, are we cursed? And I just have PTSD in the theater. Me and Zach were both into tears. I almost walked out like three times, but I wanted to see how this thing ended. And it never, it, there was. it's always a tragedy. There was always a tragedy with this family. And it's a true story. They even left out one of the brothers' suicides in it because it was too much. And so you didn't even get all that. So that movie is a lot. It's emotional. I mean, Zach Efron, who I didn't never, never thought was a good actor, was did a phenomenal acting job as this wrestler. And it talks, you know, how their family was and all that. So, so, anyways, those are those are two movie reviews. Uh, if you dare to see one of them, I would pick Boys in the Boat. If you like real true people like true con, uh, true crime, this isn't true crime. This is true tragedy is what it is tragedy
0: and trauma I think. and trauma America. it's so much trauma that was locked out of the theater three times i don't know how you handled it i couldn't handle that i still haven't seen sounds of freedom oh i love sounds of freedom okay. i don't know i i love that movie okay right. and i imagine it's great it's just a lot to lot to handle right now yeah um along those lines not completely but how does our family feel about uh, the book about Lori's lies and family ties um, I'm not sure. I really haven't even it talked about no either. We don't, we don't. We don't talk to our family about the
1: book or the podcast. When I'm around them, um, sometimes Summer will mention, "Oh, I saw this on the podcast" or something like that. And that's that's really it. There's no like in depth or no one's mentioned anything about the book. I think when the audio book comes out, it might be a little bit different because the emotion that caught me and Rex off guard reading uh, parts of the book. That that may be something different, uh, but just re just having the the written book is is um, so far we really don't know.
0: Do you feel Adam that, uh, that our family has reached a point, and probably several months ago, that we are? It's not like we're tired of talking about this, but it's not healing anymore. I mean, my daughters and I processed a lot everything that came up. We were all on the phone talking about it. And now we maybe hit the highlights once in a while and same with extended family members we get together and this topic does not come up
1: yeah we try to we try well yeah we try to avoid it i mean it's like going in you know what anytime you see anybody in your family we all know what the elephant in the room is and you know what's the latest but if we don't talk about it we try to just talk about like, even with my mom, we try to talk about basketball and football since we're both really into sports. And we try to, you know, talk about other things in life, too. But then eventually something will creep up or something will, you know, pop up. But, yeah, it's it's, it's different.
0: It's different with different family members. I know one family member came to see us this uh, at our events. And good grief, neither of us intended it. But, boom, we were talking about that. You know the Lori situation right away. You know for a long time, and and deep. so it depends on the situation. I guess right. Um, tough, uh, tough subject still, and in, in the family, and be and I think we all know it's not over yet. It's going to be tough again when the next round of trials comes, even yeah. if it's, which isn't you know directly. Well, of course it's directly our family. It's Heidi and JJ. I'm just thinking Chad and Tammy yeah but but, uh yeah still tough so you know we all learn to cope just like in your families the the tragedies in your families different people cope different ways and you try to be open and loving when someone wants to talk about it i want to be available to them but i have insight but i know how beneficial it is when you decide to talk about it to have someone to talk to and that's what our family member said she said I haven't had anyone to talk to about it. And so now it's all coming out because I haven't had that opportunity to talk about it. Okay. So, um, yeah, we just try to figure out how to get through it as we get through it. And uh, Don mentions it'd be wonderful to have your beautiful Lisa sing, sit next to you sometime. Okay. So now I've got to tell this. This story. So, um, on in the Facebook group, on Jill Raby's post ten hours ago, um, she addressed me, Adam and Lisa, and said, "Do any of you feel shame, embarrassment over what Lori and Alex have done?" Yeah, and she asked because similar thoughts have happened, similar things have happened in my life. I can recall intense shame, especially when the incidents were made public. And Adam, you you said yes. Yes, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And Lisa did a post of a... Of a few paragraphs. A comment, you mean? Oh, um, she re- commented? Yeah. She re- yeah, she did a comment on that post. She replied on Jill's post. So it's, I won't read it to say uh, if you are on Facebook and want to read it. I won't read the whole thing here, but just to give you insight, this is why she doesn't sit with me during these lives, even though it's, she's invited. First of all, she really does hate being on the camera, and I know a lot of you can relate to that. Yeah, but especially when we go, when we go do lives, and nobody wants to come on camera. Right, we had quite a few players there in Salt Lake. A lot of people that were willing to come up, and- but we we, we
1: peer pressure them by starting the chat. <laughs> Calling their name out to come to the front.
0: <laughs> and several people were strong enough not to cater to the pyramid. <laughs> they really didn't want to.
1: Yeah, but Lisa doesn't want to be on camera. She doesn't like that. Uh, she's an introvert.
0: Yeah. And, but she did say in, here in her reply, I won't read the whole thing, but she said, I was terrified for Rex when he said he had talked to the media at Lori's trial. We had kept pretty quiet about things. A lot of our friends and acquaintances didn't know the connection. Until they started seeing his interview, and I'll I'll add to that and say, it's I'm not. I don't feel shame being related to them about and what they did. What they did is tragic. It's just beyond the pale. But there's certain wiring in me that I don't feel um, shame or guilt being associated. In fact, I took the opposite track and I think I learned this strangely strange to say during my dating years being single between marriages about eight years worth because and I learned it from another person you know I said hey I'm okay when you're another person I work is our first date and we said well if we start dating you know when I said to her when you're done with me Give me a headshot. Don't nick me and make me bleed out. Tell me, hey, Rex, this isn't working for me. And, you know, so that, to me, that's kind of a funny, but kind of a ghoulish approach. And what she said was so beautiful, I tried to adopt it and can't remember exactly what she said. She said, um, similarly, she didn't say similarly, but not as crude. <laughs> so yeah. She was too nice, Said too classy. She said, similarly, I... I get it when a relationship doesn't work out and it's heartbreaking and it's loss. It's a loss in your life, but I know how to grieve. I know we have to grieve. You know, loss happens in your life and I know how to get through it. I know how to get to the other side, and then the other side is going to be okay. I thought, man, that's so much more beautiful than my, <laughs> than my approach to this. But I started adopting that as the same thing with this. Horrific situation, but somehow that helps me not feel grief or shame because I'm related to Lori, and I'm glad to tell people when we talk about it, this is not a distance re- distant relationship. You know, Lori and I were as close as you can be. You know, being I wouldn't wait a college senior she was born, but the rest of the years, you know, we were associated. I still love Lolo. I still love the Lolo White had all these great times with. I stayed with her and Joseph. I know everyone calls him Joe now, but he liked to be called Joseph, at least when, when I was around him, maybe it was just with me, and so I'm glad to still call him Joseph. But I stayed with him a couple of times, um, enjoyed my interaction there. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say I bought into Lori's stories, which now I question, you know, about Joseph, about Charles, when, when those came out. So I don't mind taking responsibility for my part when I was wrong during that time. And I don't mind the fact that I still love the people involved because that's part of the loss of life. And so I think it's horrific what they did, but it's not my shame or guilt to to hold on to.
1: And I I, I kind of went the other way too with that. Like I didn't want to tell anybody that Lori was my sister. I didn't bring it up to anybody. Like when it all happened, I was working at the radio station in Wichita and, you know, I was trying to go do my job and do my work and not let anybody know anything was wrong because I don't, I'm not the type of go, Oh my gosh, my sister did this. And this is what I'm going through. I go completely opposite. I don't mention it to anybody. Then If somebody finds out and somebody approaches me and say, hey, I, you know, is Laura your sister or something like that? I was like, oh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy. That's why I try to leave it at because I don't want to get into a discussion about it. So but I don't I didn't go around telling anybody. And it was like, you know, two and a half years or three years or whatever it was to before um, I actually went on uh, just to because of all the bad things that people had sent me. Uh, like on Facebook, like just strangers, just people sending random messages that it got under my skin that, you know, well, well, you're part of this and you're, you've been quiet. That means you're, you're hiding something, all this stuff. And I, I didn't want to never want to go on TV or anything, but then at some point I got to my breaking point where I accepted a invitation from 2020 and they said, you can just tell your whole story and we'll edit it however you want us to edit it. But I was like, fine. So that, that was the reason I broke out of that. Then even after that, that was my one shot to be like, I got this out. I wanted to say what happened and all that. And then even after that, people are like, oh, we want you to come on. And I was like, no, I, I've already told you everything that I is, was on this, on that show. And then even Rex approached me a few times and said, hey, somebody wants to do an interview with us. And I was like, I, I just don't want to do it. Um, and then finally, uh, about writing this book. You know, it's helped me therapeutically and this podcast has helped me therapeutically. So that's why I chose to go into those two uh areas.
0: But it did surprise me is two weeks two weeks after I'd asked Adam to be on an interview, I forget which one it was. Com- Como or Como. or Yeah. And uh Adam didn't do it. And then we we're having the discussion about his book. I said, Well, let's collaborate on okay. Well, do you think we should do a podcast? I can't remember how it came up or who's like. Yeah. That that podcast idea came up and i said yeah i thought good grief what happened in two weeks so you go from no i don't want to be on a you know five minute interview to yeah let's do 10, ten episodes of a podcast yeah and here you are in episode i don't know 29 or live event probably over fifty fifty 50 events most. yeah
1: i don't know i i it's hard to understand you know how you feel for certain things and why you feel different about other things so for me therapy would be more of us writing a book and doing a podcast than it would be going on somebody's show and answering the questions that they're going to ask that i already just did a whole two hour 2020 on abc that you can watch and see everything that i went through and what what i what i thought and the, the to go on an interview would just be you know doing the same thing and i just didn't think it was right
0: so as our hour here closes down, Adam, I want to just give a little insight to people. Um, there are several other questions from Gmail that I intended to bring up, and we're going to address are a little heavier, like the questions a little bit earlier when I got when I got emotional. And I don't okay with me getting emotional, but I don't want the whole podcast to be that heavy so i didn't i haven't brought up a few questions maybe we'll do a podcast that's just answering questions so we can just address more than again i feel i don't know what the right word is maybe responsible i want to honor your questions i want to honor your um, participating in all this and so maybe we can do more questions in our podcast or maybe a couple each time something like that to sure Questions because we we don't get to all of them. We have nine starred questions, all of them valid here that that uh, we are going to to get to, and then and an additional eighty two comments out there. Of course, some of them are just Lindsay and Kimberly fighting back and forth about <laughs> their other comments to us that uh, we didn't get to acknowledge, but we appreciate all of them. We appreciate y'all's participation. That is why we're doing this. We we. uh we would have been fine, I think, walking away when we said we were going to, and accomplish what we accomplished. But um, y'all are why we're why we're still doing this, and we're grateful for that. I'm not saying it um, in a complaining way. Um, we have not. I'm answering another. I guess one one or two last questions. We have not had a family memorial for Tylee and J.J. Actually, Summer had two memorials for Tylee early on. there in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, but I know you're, you're probably referring to since the bodies have been released. Um, I don't know of memorials that are planned. Um, and I don't know of Kay and Larry's plans, what they're going to do about a memorial with J.J. They may have had one already. I I don't know that. So sorry, sorry, we don't have any information on
1: that. Yeah, and again, I'm talking about family, not you know communicating with each other. These are two areas where there's not a lot of communication. So maybe you know they they're going to have one without Rex and I. I don't know uh, if they if we're going to be invited to something or not be invited to something, or if they're even going to have one, or if they, if they are going to have one, are they going to invite us to it? You know, we don't know anything yet, but you know, we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it all plays out.
0: And the people that would naturally do these—Summers, uh, Dunham, Can, Larry—in our view, if I'm speaking for you too, Adam, they can do no wrong. Whatever they decide to do, we support it. If they invite us, we'd love to be a part of it. If they don't, we understand completely and support any. These are such difficult decisions, difficult situations, um, and these people are, are have tremendous responsibility making these decisions, so um, they can do no wrong. We support yeah. them in whatever they decide. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for spending an hour of your Saturday with us. If you're live, if you're watching this later, thank you for that and for your support and love. Adam, closing thoughts.
1: Uh, My closing thought is um, we appreciate everybody uh, that's an optimist or somebody. If you know somebody who could use this group or this podcast, somebody who's been through tragedy in their life, somebody who's felt um, alone, somebody who's felt um, trauma or uh, disowned or they have a lot of, you know, trust issues or whatever it is. Um, Tell your family and friends about this podcast and the Facebook group. I just feel like it can help people. And it's not Rex and I, it's more of you guys talking about your situations and how you deal with them. Rex and I are just telling us how we deal with our situations. And apparently that's helped a few people. Rex and I have been helped by watching other people's situations on, and people that we've interviewed, optimists that we've interviewed that have gone through way worse than what Rex and I have gone through in in our opinions. Um, But the more that we spread the word about this, the more I feel people can get more healing. People can have a place where they feel accepted or wanted. And uh, so, yeah, that that would be my message If you know anybody, a coworker, a family member, a neighbor, uh, a stranger, somebody you run into. It was like, I was, I was uh, doing a pickleball lesson from somebody who was out of state the other day and they were talking about some of the things that were going on in their lives while we were playing pickleball or teaching pickleball. I was like, hey, you might like our podcast. And she goes, oh, it's a pickleball podcast? I was like, no, it has nothing to do with pickleball. Well, actually, there are some things that we talk about in pickleball, but I said to them, Look, you obviously you've been through some tra- tragedies. We I've had tragedies of my life and we talk about tragedies and we talk about silver linings and, you know, and, and so basically it's a support group. And that, that's how I approached it and told told uh this person and um they said, "Okay, I will check it out." And I gave him the, the so maybe they'd be watching right now, but I think those kinds of things and it, it may be something where somebody watches it or or participates and is like uh, oh, this isn't for me but at least you know give it a try maybe it is and, and maybe it can help somebody
0: well said thank you adam thank you anna yes anna thank you lindsay kimberly and Linda Wood for your help too yes